Yes, welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James, here on Living a Rich Life talk show. We inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of the Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story to tell, and today's guest is no different. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Our guest today, she is a motivational speaker, consultant, business advisor, people developer, and confidence coach. She is the co-host of The Connected Corner. Please welcome the wonderful, inspiring, and intelligent Miss Tori Rose, AKA The Connector. Thank you, thank you so much, Rich. Thanks for having me. I feel like I'm living my richest, best life tonight. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. And I see you dropped your background here. I, I love it, The Connected Corner. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about that. We're definitely mm-hmm. gonna talk about that. So, so first, Tori, tell us, tell us where you're from. So I'm born and raised in Baltimore, West Baltimore. Um, although, I'm often told I have like this New York accent. So my mom has family in New York, I guess through osmosis and some summers there. I've picked it up, but I'm born and raised in West Baltimore, Baltimore's home. Nice, nice, nice. Cause and I gotta say it, I'm a native New Yorker myself. So I've, I've come accustomed to the whole uh, Baltimore, uh, the culture, the energy. Um, there's a lot happening here in, in the Baltimore area. And we've got a lot of success stories. I like to believe, and, and I think there's still so much more to come. Most well, certainly. So, 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 tell me, what made you want to become a motivational speaker? Because that's that's no easy task to motivate people. No, it's not. Um, and I think that most people will in my in my passion, right? Because motivational speaking is my passion. They will say. Uh, they talked as a kid. They were often in trouble in school. They, you know, were getting good grades, but they were told, like, this person never shuts up. So that was my story. You know, growing up, I would have uh, teachers and professionals and, and, and counselors and different people would say, you always have a story, but it's empowering, right? So while you talk too much, the things that you're saying help us. So I would have adults come to me as a child. So it kind of started even in my youth with my opinion or perspective being asked for at the table. Um, as I got older, I, even in college, had opportunities to create student support organizations and opportunities to help other people get unstuck. And um, from college on, I just found myself in situations where people will say, hey, what do you think? Or can you give me a word? Or I heard what you said to that person and it really inspired me. And um, a few years ago, someone offered to pay me to speak. So yeah, I'm going to take that. <laughs> and, you know, and so you get paid for something and then you are affirmed and people are coming to you saying, hey, I never heard it quite like that before or it was never delivered to me that way or I can actually take what you're saying and apply it and you've made me feel a way that I haven't felt before. And so, you know, in the spirit of entrepreneurship, it became a business of mine. Um, I definitely believe in multiple streams of income. And I also think that when we stumble across those things that God has said we're gifted in, 
Um, it's not always about a check, but when the check comes, you'd be a fool not to take it. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. I, I think that's, a, that's key. I'm a big component of multiple streams of, of income as well. Mm -hmm. And when you find something that you're good at, yes, and able to impact others, because I think that's probably one of the, the greatest things that as human beings, individuals, mm -hmm. impacting others. Right? Yes. At the end of the day, you can always do for yourself, but you want to make sure you, you kind of give back. That's that's yes. my thought. So so how, how would you what would you say is the most difficult part of being a, a motivational speaker? I think it's just being able to communicate your life in a way without falling apart. So most mm. motivational speakers I know have gone through all kinds of heck. Like we've had challenges. I've shared my story. I was abused as a child. I was homeless for a few years um, from teenagerhood into adulthood. And it's about understanding that you don't look like what you've gone through many times. Mm, okay. So you are presenting yourself in this way where you're saying, listen, from my experience, let me explain to you how I did not get stuck there. How that thing, that thing that was designed to kill me, it didn't take me out. You realize that you're vulnerable because it's your story. And of course, it's parts of other people's stories who may be embarrassed that you're sharing it. But then you also are vulnerable because people always wonder, is that person telling the truth? Did that really happen? Did Tory Rose really live in the street? There's no way, you know, and they see you in your tradition and they assume, mm, I'm not really sure. And so some of the challenges in motivating others is leaving all that you have on the table. You got to be strong, you know, strong enough and secure enough and confident enough in yourself to say, yeah, I, I went through that. Yeah, I was abused. Yeah, I slept on a bus. But let me tell you, my mindset knew that my current condition was not going to be my everlasting condition. And, and pulling yourself forward as you also help other people move forward. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice, your energy, right? I'm, I'm big on energy. Mm -hmm. Big on energy. You know, as I, I got, I'm getting older, I'm getting a little wiser. I think the fact, again, some of your story is similar to mine. Mm -hmm. I, I was homeless at one point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some, not many folks knew it. They, they couldn't tell. Right. But I, I knew that's not where I was going to be stuck. So that just had yeah. that motivating factor within yourself. Yes. So let's, let's talk about your podcast, okay. Connected Corner. Um, so when, when did that develop? Right, they call you the connector. We're gonna get into that also. But the whole podcast. So tell us how long you've been been airing. I mean, I know, but share with the audience. Um, so I'm like a bad husband when it comes to all of these dates and things. Um, so my cousin and my co-host Kiana, she is the she's like the wife in this situation. She'll be like, no, it was July 22nd of such and such and such a year. I'm horrible with that because um, I am being much more intentional about living in today's moments, right? So I don't always have <coughs> all of the dates, but I believe <laughs> she's going to kill me. We are coming up on our third year in July. And the reason that it is a challenge at times is because Kiana and I came into our partnership, our business partnership, two years before we started the Connected Corner. So Beehive Connected Group is our joint combined entrepreneurship effort where we work with small business owners, um, also some small to medium uh, restaurants and other businesses to help them get visibility and access to capital and that type of thing. So we had this business 
But we realized that in Baltimore, in the DMV, as we're touring different places and we're speaking and we're, you know, meeting with um, people from the Small Business Administration and other places across this country, there were not women who were sitting in a place providing news and resources that the average everyday person, even if they were not an entrepreneur, that they could utilize. And so um, she and I have very different skill sets, but we always, you know, we're able to meet in the middle when it comes to the resources that are needed in black and brown communities, the uh, connections that you need to even be able to stabilize, what happens when you're given um, a great idea from God and you want to monetize it, but you're the first entrepreneur in your family. And so initially the Connected Corner started as a platform where other entrepreneurs could come talk about their businesses, be spotlighted. Um, of course, there was going to be an additional stream of income for our business. Um, so, you know, shout out to all of our guests um, over these three years who have come, who have seen the vision, who have paid to be on the show, who have poured and supported the show financially. Um, and it's amazing because, like I said, we're up to three years. We'll be 30 years in and I'll be like, oh, I don't know how many years, but God has blessed us. So, you know, um, sometimes people are, are offended because they want to come on the show, but they don't understand that when we sit and we really say, well, what's happening in the world today mm-hmm. and what's happening across the spectrum the business world, the stock market. We do a lot of research, we study a lot, and we try our best to bring uh, content forward that is greater than just ourselves, right? We're not talking music and beauty. We're talking about, you know, systematic approaches to stopping segregation and and, uh, discrimination of Black males in the educational system. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about financial matters. Like there's so much wealth in the content that while we want everyone on the show, it has to make sense to how we schedule it out. Absolutely. It's what I like to call a win-win. I believe at the end of the day, we all can win. And and sometimes we as individuals and people don't always see that. Folks will say, hey, what's in it for me versus how can we both? So I love that. So how do you choose your your show topics? Is that um, current events, you know, just things happening? In general, you know, what's what's popping, as I like to say? Well, it's current events, um, definitely things that affect and impact the culture. If it's not predominantly serving Black and brown people, we often aren't jumping right on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiana and I, we often talk about God and God leading us. And so we pray, but we also research, read, and study a lot. And so we are looking across the country at public policy decisions that are negatively impacting entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs. Um, we each have our own client base and her accounting and account management business and her financial side of her business. And then my business that's aiming, you know, to help not only the individual, but I have businesses that pay me for training. That brings us relevatory content a lot because it's, you know, look at COVID, right? We think about like the unemployment rates and things like that. You hear it, but the average person doesn't understand how it's knocking on their door and how it's related to them. And so through prayer, meditation and guidance, and, and we have mentors, you know, um, I mentioned uh, Diamond K earlier. Uh, he's one of our mentors, Nicotine Media. We have a few other uh, people who will say, hey, listen, we saw this content. Do you guys think you should go this way, that way? Sometimes it's it's a good direction. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not the right season, right? right. Um, looking at what happened with COVID, we are seeing not only the gap of uh, 
just systematic uh, oppression of our students and certain systems that are failing our systems. We're talking about critical race theory and all of that, but we understand that black males specifically are going to be further left behind. So for the last seven weeks, we talked to, you know, doctors and, and educators, PhD doctors and principals, people who are founders of, of schools, people who went to HBCUs, and they were all men because that representation matters. And so while, you know, Kiana and I have our own opinions about things, we wanted to hear from the experts on that topic so that we can help young men move forward. So folks that are just joining in, we have Tori Rose, co-host of the Connector Corner uh, podcast. So tell us, when does your podcast air? So Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us on YouTube at The Connected Corner. It's all phonetically spelled. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Connected Corner. Get connected. And, and we always tell people, we bring the news and resources. But in order for them to be effective in our community, you have to use it. So there's not a uh, an episode or a guest that comes on the show that we're not writing notes and we're taking it and we're saying, wow, this person mentioned this book and that book. And then we actually commit ourselves and all of the other things that we have going on to go back and read those books. And, and you know, sometimes it's audio book because we're on the go, we're traveling and different things. But in order for our communities to move forward, it's going to take a lot more than a stimulus check. It's going to take a lot more than PPP. It's going to take a lot more than a Democratic president. It is going to take us to say, I need to know more. I don't want to be left out of these conversations. When they're talking, I want to be in the know. And so we have to be responsible and accountable to self that when these resources are there, we actually use them. So if you guys haven't heard of the show or checked it out, please go to YouTube, um, Facebook, or Instagram, The Connected Corner, and let us know what you think. Nice, nice. Now, do you have a, a favorite episode? Now, because you just dropped one Tuesday, yesterday. It talked about um, the urban, I don't know, the education of a black man, right? Yes. Educated black man. Yes. Folks, so every every episode um, comes with something amazing. I, I can't pick just one, but I will say since we're talking about uh, yesterday's episode, the guest was extremely special to me. So um, he is the founder and CEO of the Richard Wright Academy in Washington, D.C. He is also my godfather, Dr. Marco Clark. And so that had a personal element. You know, I didn't want to share that all through the, the, the episode that he was my godfather, but he this became is my- exposed radio, so you can share it here. I can be exposed. I, I've waited to say it here. And so he um, became my godfather after CPS removed me from my family. So when I talk about, you know, being an educator, I've taught for a few years. I believe that all educators should rotate in and out the classroom. You should go in the classroom, do what God called you to do, and then come out and get the administration that you need and the additional resources get poured back into and then go back into the classroom. Um, he has been a foundation in who I am today as a woman, as an educator, as a motivational speaker, because when he met me, like I said, I was in CPS and between households and all of this stuff. So we're talking, yeah, I was 12 or 13 years old and he saw something in me to say, you're not just going to be another pretty face. You know, he's from Philly. He's um, a part of Omega Sci-Fi, the organization, the fraternity, but he understood my mind was going to be way more valuable 
than anything that my body could do. And having a father figure who just poured that into me my entire, you know, the last, I'm not going to tell you how many years, but just know it was a long, long time <laughs> that mm. I now, almost every line of business I'm in, I get paid for my thoughts. Right. So I'm a strategist. I'm a consultant. I'm currently, you know, traveling with the federal government. I'm working on some uh, HR human resource management initiatives that are going to stimulate the entire federal workforce. And so that is my brain. Right. That's not my beauty. And I think, you know, growing up in the 90s, I was born in the early 80s. I'm giving y'all the the clues. Right. But growing up in the 90s where women are, you know, were extremely sexualized and you thought it was what you looked like. I needed that male figure to say, while this is good, beauty fades, I need you to build this thing. And so um, as a result, I can sit in any conversation and go toe-to-toe with the best of them because I'm versed on so many different topics. Nice. That's what's up. So let's let's shift gears for for one minute. And my, my team did some research and said that you were a contributing author for Women Crushing Mediocracy. Yes. So Women Crushing Mediocrity with the amazing, amazing Cheryl Wood, um, who she does a lot of work with um, Les Brown, who has been an amazing um, asset to just my knowledge base. Um, this was a few months back now. We It was a bunch of us came together to write a book. Um, my chapter is called The Politics in Progress. And it talks about the winning strategies that God has given all of us and how if we really just follow these principles, right? And these are principles that even if you're not a Christian or you don't believe in God, Stephen Covey, um, Carnie, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, Oprah, so many of these people are subscribing to them. So they're literally taking the word God out or the name God out and using the universe, right? The law of attraction. So many of these principles go back to um, biblical principles, right? And so I'm talking about winning strategies. So how do you win a game if you don't know the rules? And that's just basically what my topic, my, my um, chapter was. And uh, we made best-selling lists for a few weeks on Amazon and different things. And so when people say, well, how does it feel to be a best-selling author? I'm like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> it's humbling. Um, and the book is on Amazon if anybody wants to read it. It's an amazing book. Um, women from across the country contributed to it. Had some golden nuggets in that thing. And it's called Women Crushing Mediocrity. And you can get it on Amazon. Okay, sweet. How do you balance, you know, the work and personal life, right? So how, how do you balance those two? Because sometimes it, it can be a struggle. You know, again, multiple streams of income, a lot of things happen. My daughter tells me every time I try to call you, you're in a meeting. Yes. So um, I, I balance them by keeping my private life extremely private. Um, that works. <laughs> um, I think that having an extremely private personal life allows me not to have to worry about, like, am I secure in that area, right? So home is good. Um, the other things are just a matter of time management. Um, I did share recently that I am back in school. I'm working on my master's and this time around I plan on finishing it. And so without calendars and alarms and schedules, I don't know where I would be. And so, I mean, it is also about being true to self, right? So to dine on South Beach for, as I've gotten older, um, I've identified this need to just say yes. 
yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I think even you and I, in the discussion of like how to schedule time for your show, I've had to say, well, this doesn't work for me or this month doesn't work for me. Um, a few months ago, I had so many different things happening. The quarter didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to be okay with being transparent and honest to say, before I take on more than I can bear, before I do that, and it changes my mental health because I do struggle with anxiety and depression and ADHD and some of these other labels and titles that the world wants to give you. But that's self-inflicted because I'm not exercising boundaries. I'm not exercising my no or my no thank you. You know, every opportunity isn't the right opportunity for me. It's not the right season. And so um, I look at my life. I look at where I am, what my immediate goals are. And if it's not in alignment, I don't do it. You know, if it's an alignment, then I figure out how to get it in there, right? Even if that's saying, hey, can I have three months to come back to this or six months to come back to this? And if the person or people or opportunity sees you valuable enough, they'll give you the grace to circle back to it. I'll drink to that. One of my favorite sayings. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and it, it kind of answered one of the questions was like, you know, how do you handle stress and pressure? So that really aligns with what, what you said, right? You know, being able to, to say no, mm-hmm. this is something that I, I can't do um, at this present time. I don't, I don't like to use the word can't because there's a solution for every problem. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that. And like you said, if folks are willing to come back and, you know, they'll value your time, they'll value what you're doing and say, hey, here's an opportunity. And I, and I say all that to say, because we experienced that with getting mm-hmm. you on, on the show. So yes. I, I appreciate that, that we're, we're in line. Yes. It's, it's win-win at the end of the day. Yes. Um, what would you say uh, is, I think everyone has a superpower. So that's, that's the first thing. Uh, what would you say your superpower is? I can read your thoughts. <laughs> a lot of times. That sounds hot. That sounds pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, um, there is a, a way, I think, when you're in situations and the situation becomes so synergetic that you can almost sense what the person is thinking. And so I've been told that I have the ability to read thoughts. And I'm like, no, we're just vibing, you know? And, and or I may say something, you're like, I was just about to say that. And so my superpower is, I can read your thoughts. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, since you're reading thoughts, we're going to play a game, something we like to do here on Living a Rich Life. Wonderful. Um, all right, and it's called Which Would You Choose? So we'll lighten up the moon. All right, mm-hmm. for those that are watching, tuning in, um, we have Tori Rose, the connector. Now, before we continue, the connector, mm-hmm. is that a self-inflicted uh, uh, nickname, the connector? Yeah. Or- No, so how it came about, similar to the motivational speaking, is um, being born and raised in Baltimore. So are you from, you're from Brooklyn, you're from New York? I'm from New York, I'm from from the Bronx. You're from the Bronx, okay. When you're home, I'm sure you have a certain set of skills, right? If someone needs something, they can call Rich, like, hey, you know, I need this, I need that, whatever. So there used to be a joke, because my family is so large, and I know half the city, that if you need anything, you can call Tori. Tori has a connection to anything. And so um, there was a situation where a friend of mine was having this photo shoot. He lives in Atlanta now. He's doing very well, but he was in, he was in Baltimore. And uh, he wanted a big cat, like a, a leopard, right? A tiger or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you should call Tori. You know, she's the connector. I bet you she knows somebody at the zoo. 
And so jokingly, they call like, yo, can you get us a cat? I'm like, well, actually, do you know somebody at the zoo? And so it became a joke, <laughs> kind of a running joke. Like if you need a plumber, you need uh, your car fixed, whatever you need, call Tori, she knows somebody that can get it done. Well, from that, as I'm now walking into my entrepreneurship, I am understanding that the Black community doesn't have like an Angie's list. Mm. Our counterparts mm. had Angie's list. Um, if you go to Upper Park Heights, uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters know exactly who to go to for whatever their needs are. But we didn't really have that. And I knew that Frank Ski was trying to create something where he was in his business and other people here and there were trying to create these databases. But no one was talking across the board. And I'm like, come on, y'all, we got to connect. Like, let's get together. And so it just kind of stuck. It was like Tori Rose, the connector, because, A, I'm not afraid to ask for what I need. Uh, my experiences being homeless and having certain life experiences says no one's going to come and get it for me. If I don't go get it, it's not going to happen. So that gives me a fearlessness at times mm-hmm. to just ask for what is needed. And so I started doing that for the community. Our community needs fresh water. We need less, uh, you know, uh, um, expensive food. We need better food. We need better housing. So let's go connect to these resources. And then it just kind of stuck from there. So I think about five or six years. I told you I'm like a bad husband. I can't remember the dates, but it's been a while now, at least at least five or six years that I've been actively operating as the connector. I, I, I love it. My, now, my because my, my, my story is similar. I think we definitely need to definitely need to stay connected because I think some areas in which I can work on in terms of because again, they, they call me a network concierge. I love it. You know, they, they want to know something, they call me, right? Whether it's entertainment which is most of the time what's happening in the city, the mm-hmm. DMV area, different areas, um, connecting them with the right individuals. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I'm trying to get more in the, as I talk about my six elements, more on the philanthropy side of things and, and making some things happen. A lot of stuff that you're doing. But uh, again, I like that, the connector. I said, yeah, this, <laughs> we, we got a lot in common. We got a lot in common. All right, so which would you choose? Now, I don't know what my team put together, but they... They choose a couple of cards, and okay. I'm going to ask you a question. You have to choose one. Okay. All right, so which would you choose? Oh, you're a billionaire, but you only have 10 years to live, mm-hmm. or you're penniless, but, you're, but you enjoy good health until 99 years of age. Definitely the latter. Give me the 99 years. Um, so I have a a goal to live to 100. Me and Jesus have an understanding. I want to die on my 100th birthday after my big old party. Um, What we have gotten out of our minds is that life is beautiful and it's so worth living. And so I want all of the experiences. I can make the money. You know, even if I made a billion dollars, we understand that the cost of the actual value of the dollar is declining and decreasing every year. So the money is not really as important as the memories and the experiences. So give me the 99 years and baby, let me just live this thing out. Yes, I love it. I'll, I'll drink to that. I'll yes. drink to that. Yes, <laughs> I will drink to that. <laughs> and that's true, because you know, at the end of the day, I, I make money, money don't make me, but I'm, I'm big on memories and folks that know me, I'm, I'm quick, they, they call me the selfie king. I'm quick to take a selfie in a minute. Yeah. So, all right. Which would you choose? Number two, let's see what they got here. Oh, this is, um, are you big on manicures and pedicures? Oh, yeah, most certainly. <laughs> All right. 
You can never cut your fingernails again, or you can never wash your hair again. Well, I can't see your nails, but your hair looks lovely. So, oh. <laughs> They're Christmassy. I got these Christmas nails going on. Um, you can I, need to, I need to shampoo my hair. Like, I, I, I think that that's, um, I would just, yeah, whatever the options were, it's a, I'm going with the option that allows me to shampoo my hair. Okay, so you'll never cut your fingernails again. Yeah. Okay. All right, I, I <laughs> and that's okay. There's a woman like that. She's been in the Guinness Book of World Records. And um, I have some questions on how she does some other things, but um, they're like long and turns up. Yes. Yeah. Listen. Well, this is Be Exposed Radio, so I will expose. Like, how did you clean yourself, lady? That's that's what I would think. I, and I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, maybe she has like a little spray hose where she gets up and then good. Like, just wet to down. Well, lady. <laughs> Moving right along. So we got two more. We're going to choose two more for you. Okay. <clears throat> Are you a sports person? Relatively. Okay. So season tickets to your favorite sports team, but they will lose every game you attend. Hey. Or you can never again watch your favorite sports team, but they will always win. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So I do that now. Um <laughs> I used to be big on like fantasy football. I was in, you know, a couple of little leagues or whatever. And then I realized that my team, every time I would tune in and watch it, uh-huh. it would, um, they would lose. So I don't watch it. I don't watch football at all now because I need my team to win. Um, but I do have like all of the little sports apps. So I get like a, a refresher of the score and legit, if I'm not watching the game, we win. If I'm watching the game, we lose. So I already do that. Oh, what team is that? The Ravens. Ravens. Oh, well. I'm going to go to New No, no, stay with me. You know, they, they, give, they give us cardiac arrest. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want to go to the game and have a heart attack. Also, I used to, uh, before, you know, COVID and all of that, when I worked in an office, I wouldn't go in on Mondays if we lost on a Sunday. I was physically ill. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm a February great baby. My birthday is always Super Bowl weekend. Ah, yes, yes. I can see how that could be a problem. Yes. All right, we're going to do this last one before we get into a few more questions and then, get, you know, give you back some time. So, which would you choose? I think this is appropriate as the connector. This is okay. Something. Friendly aliens offer to show you the galaxy, but you can never come back to Earth. Or aliens abduct you for a week of medical experience, experiments, but then you go back to your regular life. Abduct me, because you normally don't remember anyway. So, and they probably back back in the days. I don't know if you were here when, um, like, the paradox was open, but we used to feel abducted anyway. Wake up like, how I get here? So, (laughs) you know, that was before I was super saved and all that good stuff. Um, and somebody's mama, but uh, yeah, abduct me, do the test, bring me back home, and let me just have my life. That's funny. That's funny. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. So Tori Rose, tell us what's 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 next for, for Tori Rose, the connector? What's next for you? Um moving extremely slow and intentional. Um, we know that many of us were excited to get back in the world. 
Uh, we are not post-pandemic. We're still very much in the pandemic. And so I do have a few books and things that will be coming out over the next 24 months. Um, I'm currently working on uh, a guide. It's a self-help book, um, motivational guide for Black professional women. And that will be out when it's out. Like I'm, I've learned to stop saying it's coming out next Tuesday. You know, it'll be out um, when it's out over the next 24 months. Um, really just trying to do my part. Uh, many people know I ran for office. I ran for city council in 2020. I came in second. Um, but that election season put a lot of attention on what Black women in politics need. <coughs> Being intentional about helping where I can. Um, workforce development is extremely important right now. So I will be, you know, continuing the work that I'm doing, which gives me the opportunity to travel and kind of be away um, safely. And I'm working on my master's. And so right now, I think it's just the slow and steady to win the race. I've been extremely busy my entire life and um, busy is not always profitable. And so in this season, I'm saying what makes most sense? You know, um, I have clients who want to get connected and everybody can't be your client. Um, I still do coaching, um, one-on-one confidence coaching. And so I think it's just, it's just about Tori walking this path out. I'll be 40 soon. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And, um, and uh, we've never put you there. uh, Most people won't and don't. And I appreciate that. But um, in two years, I still have two years. And so this 24 month goal is so important to me because I have some things that I want to have accomplished by the time I'm 40. So that's what's next. Okay. So you mentioned a few things there. Mm -hmm. Um, Confidence coach. Yes. What what, what does that look like? Tell our our viewers what that looks like, what that's about. So I used to be a life coach. I actually had a, you know, I was a certified life coach. And what I identified in that is there are people like you and I who have reputable Um, positions or titles or whatever you want to call it. We've accomplished some things. We may have obtained a certain amount of wealth or assets or whatever it is that we value. We don't need life coaches necessarily. We know the direction in which our life is going. We often then, we deal with like imposter syndrome or burnout or not feeling like you're adequately prepared for the next 10 years, right? It's a little different than, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up or what is my purpose, which is a lot of the the conversations in life coaching. It's about purpose finding and defining your purpose. My confidence clients are doctors, lawyers, you know, um, they are individuals who have identified purpose, but wherever they are in their world, be it COVID, they may be extremely burned out. They just don't feel confident. And I went through it, right? I um, I went through that. Even during the campaign, it was like, what am I doing? You know, I, I know that I am a policy person. I, I worked over 15 years in the federal government. I can do this. But why do I feel so not at ease when I show up in certain environments? Right. And so um, I had a client who was a mentee of mine who said, will you coach me? And in that process, it was a very intimate process. This is not somebody who wants to be on Instagram or Facebook as me saying I work with her. This is someone who needed a heart to heart level of accountability. 
someone who can help her clear her mind and thoughts. And then by word of mouth, I got the next client and the next client. So I do take confidence clients. Um, I'm not taking any more until the summer of 2022 because I'm at my capacity. And it is an extremely personal relationship where you won't ever have to worry about seeing it on my social media that I'm working with you because a lot of those themes are, I feel inadequate, but I made 300000 last year. I feel like an imposter because I'm the only person in my family who got out the hood and I don't like going back. You know, that's one of my clients. That was how she started. She said, I'm not going back to the hood. She's from a different state and she uh, is not going back. And so let's talk about the confidence that you need to walk in your unique self, guilt-free and unapologetically and have someone to hold you accountable you know, we put some plans in place, but it's a little different than life coaching because this person definitely knows where she's going in life. Right. It's the, the uh, socio-emotional and mental support that she needs. Nice. I, I had it because I was wondering, I was, I'll make sure again, I like how that just connected flowed real, real naturally because I, I, that was one of the questions that my team put to put together and wanted to know well, what's because really what what's the difference, but you explained that pretty well. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. sharing it. Now, one of the other things, because um, like I said, we do our research here on living a rich life. And and Mm -hmm. like I said, this is Be Exposed Radio. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite day of the week? Saturday, but not really. It's like Saturday because I was born on a Saturday, but Tuesday because of the connected corner. So it's a tie between Saturday and Tuesday. It's Tuesday, it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday. And that's my little theme song. And that just came out the blue because I feel like you're supposed to walk in an environment and leave that environment better than you found it. And so Tuesday is Tuesday. And people actually sing the little song with us. So it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I I was singing it for a little bit. I was singing it. That's, that's, That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Of course, when you said Tuesday, you set yourself up. I already knew it was. Tuesday. <laughs> so um, before we close out, I always like to ask guests, because um, again, living a rich life, it's it's about our six principles. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about um, dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to ask folks, what does living a rich life mean to you? Mm. Living a rich life means to me having the ability to look yourself in the mirror not only know who you are, but be so content and proud of the man or the woman that you see looking back at you. That means I embrace my flaws. I, you know, acknowledge my growth. I understand why I'm here. And I just embrace the moments that come my way. I speak in a way that the universe responds positively. um, Not just financial wealth, because in all honesty, I I tell people a lot of times, I remember I used to make $14.65 and I had a car and I had a place. I didn't have any children, but I had more than enough money to do the things I wanted to do at $14.65. And so the money is not the equivalent of a rich life. Mm -hmm. It's the experiences. It's the people you serve. It's the memories you make. It's the elbows you rub. It's the sunsets you watch. It's the it's the ability to go through and, and, and manifest the dreams that you have. And it's the generational curses that you break. 
And that is my definition of living a rich life. Yes. So um, I, I want to thank you for joining. So if I could keep you for just a few more moments, something sure. we have that we call living a rich life, closing remarks. Can you stick around for a few more minutes? Sure, sure, sure. I got a good couple of minutes in me. And thank you so much. This was an amazing opportunity. I think that you're just the bomb.com. Um, I remember when we met, I was exhausted. <laughs> but I just remember your energy. Your energy was so um, infectious. So thank you, Rich, for just adding value to the world that we live in. Thank you for loving Baltimore as your second home. And thank you so much for having me on this show. Thank you for joining. I, I appreciate all that. And definitely, we're definitely going to stay connected. Yes. And, yes. Stay uh, connected. <laughs> and, and, and I, I look forward because I've watched a couple of, the, of your episodes, but I, I do look forward to, to watching more on, on Tuesday. So now I got to yeah. balance some Tuesday, my, my Tuesday, I got to add my Tuesday, because really not too much was happening on Tuesdays. And uh, mm-hmm. as I look at my 2022 schedule, definitely want to make sure we stay connected. So, Well, listen, don't worry. You can always catch us on the replay. We tell people if you're watching it on the replay, just drop in the comments so we know it's on YouTube. You can go back, I, I believe, all the way to the days we were on the Radio on Fire platform. Um, so between the Connected Corner and Radio on Fire, you'll catch all of our content. Make it make sense for you. I tell people that. You don't have to rearrange the world. Make it make sense for you. So that means catching us at 3 o'clock on a Sunday because you went to YouTube. Make it make sense for you. I like that. I like that. So for folks watching, um, we was talking with Tori Rose, the connector. Be sure to to tune in, the connected corner on YouTube. Um, You know, and this is the the closing remarks, the the, the part of the show that I really don't like because we got to, we got to let folks go. But with that being said, um, we all have a superpower and mistakes will happen. Mistakes are proof that you are trying. So keep trying. It's that simple. Keep trying. Thank you, Tori Rose, for sharing your story. Um, and if you have an inspiring story to tell, contact us via our website, livingarichlife.net. Until next week, keep trying and continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying good night. Thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. We got info. We'll expose you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Thank you, Tori. Thank you. Yes. And we're out. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I need a shirt. How do I get a shirt? Um, Work it out.